You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. It's a Monday afternoon. Um, usually we record on Fridays, but we had some things to do over the weekends. Over the weekend, actually. It's 3 nothing Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, if we recorded this on Friday, we probably would have been a bit more optimistic because they played horrible on Friday. Um, but look, we'll get into the new lines that were out this morning. We'll get into the decisions that Dom Ducharme made. But this is the Habs Culture Podcast. My name is Mark anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. And game four is tonight. The Stanley Cup is in the Bell Center. For the wrong reasons, unfortunately. It's sad. You know, I'm a little bit disappointed. It's been such a great run. And I'm not saying that it is over. I'm not saying that it's bound to end. But we're getting close to that. To that moment. Or at least that's what it seems like. Yeah. It just sucks because I'm just, I'm not going to go on a rant here, but I'm just going to go back to game two of this series. The Habs deserve that game. They deserve that game. Yeah, that was tough, man. Especially when it was 1-1 and with 0.3 seconds, Blake Coleman decides to do what Blake Coleman does best and score crazy goals. That one put the Habs to sleep. Killer. It was a killer. And you know, we can both agree as people who play hockey, if that type of thing happens to you right before the end of the period, especially the second period, when you're going into the third, you know, you could say all you want. There's 20 minutes left. There's 20 minutes left. Let's get let's go let's yeah. get going here. Yeah. But let's be real. That's that's a killer. That's yeah, a yeah. dagger. It was horrible. I did not have any hope in that team going into the third in that second game, solely based off the fact fact that you don't come back from that type of goal. You don't. Do you want to go over the play? Because if you know I remember what? correctly, it was a Shea Weber pass to Phil Deneau. It was a breakout pass. Phil Deneau lost it in the neutral. And then Ben, ben Chirot decided to decided step to, up. Yeah, exactly. Decided to pinch. Look, Do they not know how much time's left? It just goes to show you that you play till the buzzer. And any coach can tell you that. And or I'm just not, rag it. Turn right. around. Go behind your net. Especially in a period where... You outshot them 18-3. to three, And the crazy part is that they both came out with a goal in that period. Yeah. You know, so... Or I think the Habs came out with two. Anyway. I think it was, it was just the Nick Suzuki Right, but was that in the second or in the first? The second. Right, so they scored yeah. two on 18 and they scored one on three. Yeah. Look, and I'm just, I'm just sad because... Like for tonight's game, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean... You can only hope for the best. But it's so hard to hope for the best when your team's down 3 nothing in the Stanley Cup Final. And to have any chance of winning, they'd have to win four games in a row. Against Tampa, who hasn't lost two games in a row since last se- last playoffs. Yeah. I think they're 0-12 against Tampa, right? In the last 12? 0 for 11, 0 for 12. They're not good against Tampa in the playoffs. And you know, it's crazy because now it goes to show you. I remember on our last episode, um, we talked about how you asked me, you said, who would you rather play? And yeah. I said, honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. And now, yeah, I definitely had some second thoughts about that conversation. Here's my bold take. If they play the Islanders, they win the Stanley Cup. There's a 25th banner in the arena. Look, That's I'll, my take. I'll say it's bold just because I think I watched that, that series mm-hmm. between the Islanders and uh, Tampa. And the Islanders looked really strong. They're a very strong team. Yeah. And look, they're not going to be the team to put up 30 shots on net. But they're going to be the team that plays, plays on their heels a lot, has a great defensive strategy, and capitalizes. And they showed that against Tampa. And they showed that, quite frankly, against Pittsburgh and against Boston. Yeah, but here's why I say that. Um, Carey Price. Carey Price right now looks intimidated by the guy across the ice, 200 feet away from him. He looks... Like the type of goalie that knows that he's not the best one on the ice. It sucks. He like he just doesn't look. Did she was the way he plays the puck in this series yeah. has been horrific. 
look, he and hasn't. Yeah, ahead. sorry. It's we're fine. not going to bash on Price here because it's not. It's a team effort here, and Kerry's the reason why we're here. He just doesn't look the same, and maybe look, it's the Stanley Cup Finals. It's his first time there. Who knows? But it shows in a lot of the players right now that it's their first time. You can tell. Look at Ben Sherratt. He hasn't made these mistakes since the regular season. Mm-hmm. A lot of these players are making mistakes that we haven't seen since those stupid Calgary games and those stupid Ottawa games, right? We're watching right now the regular season Habs. Is that in fair to July. say though? Is that fair to say that? What fair to say? Because I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that, for example. One thing that bothered me about regular season halves was they didn't look like they cared at all. Yeah. And it looked like they were just playing to play. They didn't care about winning. They didn't care about proving a point. They were playing to mm-hmm. play. But in this series, don't get me wrong, I don't think they that they've looked at their best. But I also think that, look, the their best game of the series was game two. Yeah. But game one, you know, non-existent. I, that'll give yeah, to you. But game three... Yeah. I'm not going to say that they looked completely awful. Yeah, you're right. They didn't look great, but... It's the mistakes, right? Y- you don't, you can't give up mistakes. They're just shooting themselves in the foot every game. And we didn't see that at all versus Toronto, Winnipeg, or Vegas. Especially against Vegas. They didn't make any mistakes. Except for those face-offs. But they still won most of them. And but, the ones that they lost went in. And that's what I was going to emphasize is that... Even in the Vegas series... They made mistakes, and Vegas capitalized on them. Yeah. But they limited their mistakes. Exactly. In this series, or at least, let's just take game two, for example. I'm going to call that end of the second period a mistake. Oh, and 100%. I'm also going to call that Edmondson bank off the boards yeah. a mistake. And that's two mistakes in a 3-2 hockey game that essentially costed you that game. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the Edmondson one was maybe a little bit too late, and whatever, we can dissect that however yeah, you want. Yeah. But that first mistake, the one that was made in the second period was quite frankly the biggest mistake of this series. Of this series. You know, I saw this on Twitter. I forget who it was, and I'm sorry that I forget who it was. But they said that that Edmondson pass is the flurry mistake of this series. Yeah, probably. Look, I I would... I blame Sherratt more than Edmondson. Yeah, that was a bad defensive that play. That pinch cannot happen. I don't care. By any but that that's not a play you make with 0.3 seconds left and it's not a play you make with 10 minutes left in the exactly. game, right? So, like you never make that play. It was just a little weird. Tonight, the Habs are going to try and resist the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their um mayor, be careful what you wish for. I yeah, forget her name. Seriously. I saw that. So for those who don't know, she said she wants Tampa Bay to quote take it easy on the Canadians or Canadians, whatever they call us, so that they can win the cup in Tampa Bay game five. Be careful what you wish for. You know, I have not said peep this whole series. I, you know, I've heard the 18 million. I've heard it all. Yeah. And Tampa's getting a lot of slack for, for things like that. Yeah. But personally, I've kept my mouth shut. They're a great hockey team built from, Top line to backup goalie. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're a great team. But, you know, when, when I hear those comments, it's like, yeah. you're up 3 nothing, and, and don't get me wrong, I know it's a little bit of a joke, and but it's like, no one's really giving you a hard time. Yeah. And just a touch on the $18 million, um, because I want to. I don't think it's valid, though. I don't. Well, look, we'll look at it this way. And we have a buddy who's like a diehard Tampa fan, and we'll have him on the podcast Hopefully in the next few episodes so that we yeah. can dissect this series when it's done. I'm curious to see what he has to say. And talk about salary cap, right? But look, when you're making over $8 million as a player, you're considered elite, right? Absolutely. So if you add, right, $8 million, So let's say they're, they're $18 million over. How many times does 8 go into 18? Twice. That's two elite players. Added to your roster. Right. And and look, I'm not disagreeing with you in that sense. But mm-hmm. here's where I here's where I'll make my statement. They did what they could. Oh, they did it to perfection. And it's completely legal, right? Yeah, like no like it's not illegal. 
No, no, not and at like all. people that are not calling them cheaters, They're I wouldn't. Not. It's not cheating. They exploited the system. It's a loophole, which is all lawyers do which, that. And then again, keep in mind, any t- any team could do it. Right? Any team so, could do it exactly. Yeah, but no, not, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, right? I know what you mean. It's just it's just it's unfortunate mm-hmm. for that to be the case heading into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, because the salary cap doesn't count in the playoffs, they're able to just reappear and make the biggest impact possible. Yeah, just to put in perspective oh, of people who don't understand LTIR. Right. Was no, Kucherov really injured? Who knows? It sucks. It sucks. And I'm not And I'm not going to... Like I said, they... It's not an excuse. They're still playing no horrible, way. the Habs. They're, they're playing horrible. It's not an excuse. And yeah, I think, not at all. I think that Tampa did what they had to what they had to do, they did it. Like you said, they executed executed it to perfection. And Kucherov has 36, 34 points in the playoffs. Yeah. Guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyways, this morning, the Habs skated in Brossard. And the lines were officially on Twitter after practice. I'm going to read them out to you. These, these are the forwards. That's, a, that's what I have right now. I don't have the defense yet. I'll find a defense. It's, Unless it's, you have the defense. I don't have them, but I know that it's everyone stays the same except for Gustafson and Merrill who yeah. are getting swapped for Romanov and, exactly. Romanov and Kulak. Kulak, yeah. yes. So the forwards, the first line is Toffoli, Dano, and Gallagher. Interesting. So that was like before, like right when Ducharme came in, right? That was their line. When Tatar became a scratch. You know what I'm going to be? Or injured. I forget what happened. Oh, Gallagher was injured, I think. Then to fully right. play to Dino. Look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Ducharme put those lines in the blender every period, so I cannot even remember. Yeah, you're right. But here's what I don't like. Okay, after... I'll say my point after I go through the lines. So then we have Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson, which is fun. You know, I kind of like that because to fully... Like, on that line, the best skater is Caulfield. But yeah. he's, he's scared to... I'm not going to say scared to use his speed, but... There is a lack of big body or mm. of a big body on that on that line. And that's what Josh Anderson brings night in and yeah. night out. So, look, I'm not... And I just want to emphasize something before you give your point. Yeah, yeah. This team is clearly desperate. They're making desperation oh, moves. Now, for anyone saying, look, and Mark and I, I you know what? I don't want to steal his point from him because I kind of know what he's going to say. Yeah. But what I'm what I am going to say is that we don't entirely a desperation move. Oh, is it because what I tweeted this morning? No, no, oh. it's just about KK. Oh, okay, well we'll get to KK. Yeah, but anyway, all all I all I'm trying to say is that yeah. clearly they're desperate. They're making impulsive moves, and they're kind of just looking to see what work, what will work, or yeah. what could work because nothing's worked yet in this series. So might as well switch it up a little bit. Yeah, then we have Byron Evans Lekkonen. So they had. Look, here's the thing. They had one good game, that line. It was a really good game. If you really I think of it, that. oh, it was an amazing it was, game. It was fun to watch, actually. But Ducharme goes in his press conference after and says, yeah, we wanted to put them back together. We've been waiting for this moment. As if they went two full 82-game seasons together and put up a bunch of points. When they in reality, were... they all just had like two points each in one game. And don't get me wrong, that's They played amazing, but, but it was against Calgary. Was it? Edmonton. It was against Edmonton. Edmonton. Whatever. And you have Armia Stalperi, which doesn't change. So, for those listening, did you hear the name Kotkaniemi? No, you didn't. He's a scratch. You have two shutdown lines. Your third and your fourth are shutdown lines. And you can't score. Even your first line is a shutdown line. You have one line that could score in a series where game one... Hold on. Let me pull this up. Game one, you scored one goal. Game two, guess what you scored? One goal. Game three, three goals. But you let in six. But you now have two shutdown lines, maybe even three, and you can't score. Why does Ducharme use Kotkaniemi as his scapegoat? That's what scares me. And I want to get onto that point right after this because I don't want to forget. When we played Vegas... Pete DeBoer was putting his lines in the blender, trying to get Pacioretty going. His goalies were switching every game. What happened? They couldn't find their groove and they lost. I don't like... Look, I get they're desperate. I understand. But it goes deeper than that, Mark. 
You know what I mean? Well, it got really loud there because I got a, I got really <laughs> close. But what I'm saying is that I find KK a lot of the time is blamed for the wrongdoings oh. of others. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's like yes, five oh, goals. Right. It's like oh, the Habs are playing bad. KK's that is the not main cause, but he's one of the reasons. Take him out. Can I read you this? Adam Gretz. A. Gretz. That's his handle on Twitter. He tweeted this three hours ago. Thomas Tatar has more points than any Montreal Canadian player the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not, a re- he's not a playoff performer, but he has the most points. Jesperi Kotkaniemi has 1.31 goals per 60 minutes at 5-on-5 five five this postseason, which is by far the highest on the team. Neither of them will play tonight, facing elimination in a series where Montreal can't score. So, two comments there. Yeah. One, I th- I'm not entirely surprised that Tatar didn't crack the lineup. I think, Me neither. I think he doesn't necessarily play the style that is needed. Or that... You know what I mean? Like, look at the past two series. So, against Vegas, where he didn't play a game. And if I'm not mistaken, against Winnipeg, where he didn't play a game. The way that they were trying to ex- execute their game plan and what they were trying to do was executed to perfection. And a big reason for that was because of players like Evans and Lekkonen, right? So... Yeah. That's a different style altogether. But so I kind of understand why Tatar doesn't make his way into the lineup. But Kotkaniemi makes no sense to me. It, and I don't even really want to discuss it because I was talking about this with a friend today. And I was just saying that at the end of the day, he's played such a great playoff series. Uh, play, sorry. He's 20 playoff. years old. And he's played such a good play, great playoffs. Yeah. And the fact that now you're going to take him out. And let's just say. The Habs lose tonight and drop this series in four. Next season, next season, yeah. the one thing KK, the one thing that's going to be on KK's mind is I was taken out in game four and we and and I didn't get to play and we lost. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what scares me, because look, one game won't change his his career path. It won't, it won't mark, but and yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but the thing is is that. It definitely affects him. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm going. Because he's probably thinking like, oh, I've been playing so well, yeah. this, that, the other, and then all of a sudden, bang, he's taken out. Here's what scares me, is that right now he's low on the depth chart when it comes to centers, which makes no sense. I understand he's 20 years old, but this offseason, or the next one, when you're trying to acquire a top four defenseman, what do you think a team's going to ask for? They're going to say, give us Kotkaniemi, you're not even using him. They better not trade this kid. I'm sorry. We love Jake Evans. He's a great player. But are you going to trade a third overall pick over a seventh rounder? I'm not saying trade Jake Evans. I'm just saying you got to make sure that this kid has the best possible surroundings. He's a third overall pick. You better not screw him up like you did Galchenyuk. Like, and look, it's one game. It's game four. It's an elimination game. But this is your core. You have Suzuki, Caulfield, Kotkaniemi. You better not kick out Kotkaniemi because you want to keep Evans and Dano. In four years, that's going to bite you in the... I'm not going to say the word. It doesn't... Again, it doesn't make sense to me. They better not trade this kid. They better not. And I don't know why I'm going to these crazy conclusions, but that's what the pattern is looking like. And you know what's crazy? Is that we're having this conversation when the Habs are still in the Stanley Cup final. Because they They lost three. When the Habs lose... Shit, right, it's the fan. but but that's the type of organization we're dealing with, yeah. right? And it's sad to say, and everyone knows it, and it's crazy because, you know, a week and a half ago, everyone is, and I know, I know you've always been on the Bergevin train, and mm-hmm. and I've been up and down, yeah. But it went from everyone praising him, giving him so much credit. Same with Ducharme, and now it's the complete opposite. And I just think that this organization and this fan base has to. Because we're recording, I'll show the camera. Take it from here to here. And for those listening, I raised my hand really high <laughs> and brought it down a little bit. Yeah. Because people are too quick to judge. People are too quick to pounce on people for small mistakes. And in this case, Kotkaniemi did not start the Stanley Cup playoffs. He made an impact the second he was put into the lineup. He made a difference. He made an incredible difference. And now, because he hasn't been scoring 
as much as he was at the beginning, yeah. he was taken out. He's the most and that is not fair. He's tied for second. It's not goals. fair, Mark. I And again, to me... He doesn't deserve us. He doesn't deserve this team. I don't understand what more you're supposed to do as a 20-year-old, as a third-line center, playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't understand. And it's scary in me because they better not screw this kid up. Like, they can't. Your 1-2 should be Suzuki Kotkaniemi. I don't give a crap about Dano at this point. He's great. He's amazing. But if you want to make the Stanley Cup Finals again, it's not going to be Dano at age 32. You know what I mean? Because no, absolutely. And you know, the thing is, is that... And Do you want to finish your thought there? I've... Yeah, I just want to say, to win the Stanley Cup, you have to know how to lose. And these kids are 20, 21, including Caulfield. And if they lose tonight, or if they lose Game 5... Game six or game seven, they'll know what it takes to get to the finals and the push that they're going to need to win it. But now, if you start trading one of them because, oh, we need to re sign Dano and Jake Evans plays better defensively, put him in the lineup, man. Even Romanov. I think Ducharme realized until now that he screwed up big time. Why did it take him this long to put him in the lineup? It makes no sense. And. What he's and now we can look at the D the defense a little bit. So you stated the changes that they were making. But what bothers me so much is that, and I'll read it out to you, mm-hmm. he goes, Romanov Kulak bring more dynamic skaters on the back end. But and I don't disagree. Yeah. I actually yeah, yeah. agree to the max, but I don't understand why is this is this some sort of thought that just came to his mind today, yesterday? Oh, all of a sudden, Romanov's a good skater that brings that to the lineup? I don't get it, Mark. Because, uh, and for the people listening, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't been having the time of my life for the last month and a yeah. half or month and a week. But it's reality, and they're down 3 nothing. And the fact that Ducharme is, is making this change now when it's a little too late. It's too late. How is this kid going to make a change? Or you know how nervous he's going to be? Because he hasn't had any experience. He played one game and actually played a, a, a relatively solid game against Vegas game one. Laid out Petrangelo, man. Brought energy. I don't These know. kids are our future. I understand you're in the Stanley Cup final and we're so close to winning the 25th Stanley Cup in this franchise's history. But these kids are the reason why we're here. Right? Without Suzuki, without Caulfield, you don't even beat Toronto. That little overtime play. You don't even beat Toronto without Kotkaniemi, game six. Carey Price obviously played a huge huge role. But these kids are the reason we're here. And now Kotkaniemi is being benched. Romanov didn't even play. I don't know, man. I, I just, I wish I could look into the future and see Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, one and two. I'll be... I'll be able to sleep at night. But now the idea of, oh, but we're able to, we could get rid of Kotkaniemi because we have Evans and Deno. It's not going to work. Then in four years, we're going to be needing a number two for Suzuki. Where was he? You traded him. And they're going to pull a whole Sergachev type thing. Mm-hmm. Trade for a defenseman and he's going to, I don't know, like a reverse Sergachev type trade. Right. Where you're receiving the defenseman because you screwed up the Drouin trade. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm like frustrated. Like I'm not frustrated. I'm more like just sad. It's no. It's I'm frustrated because I want to watch this team. And yes, he's my favorite player. I might be biased towards him, but I want to watch him succeed with this team. And I want to watch him lose with this team. Yeah, and it's just troubling. Yeah, sorry. It's just troubling to know that he's being taken out of the lineup. Like when in reality, it's not like. It's not like the whole team is playing great and he's the singled out guy that exactly. it's clear. You know what I mean? Like, it's not clear that KK's playing worse than everyone else. It's just not. And, you know, let's be real. I mean, if there were a few guys off the top of my head that are playing a better series than others, I would say Suzuki. Mm-hmm. I would say Gallagher because Gallagher's been working. And, you know, I'd flirt with maybe the idea of Dano because I oh, think... Yeah. But other than that, everyone else is kind of equal. to has exactly. been... Inexistent. Josh Anderson is kind of inexistent. Yeah. Um, Byron. Byron. The whole fourth line is just kind of there. Meh, you know. Yeah. But I'm not expecting much from them. But 
All of that to say, Mark, is that it doesn't make sense to me that he was singled out in this case yeah. because Evans could have easily be, been put in for, for someone else. For, for Stall, yeah. I hate that excuse of, oh, we wanted to put um, Byron, line back together, like, Evans, Lekkonen, and we didn't want to touch the fourth line. Oh, great excuse. Take him out because you don't want to touch the fourth line. Like, he's literally your future. It's the third overall pick. Anyways. You know what? Here's the way I'm going to look at it, and I'm telling you this for the first time. I'm going to watch this game, and I'm going to I'm going to enjoy every moment of it, or I'm going to try to at least, because this is the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's yeah. not forget. Yeah, let's not forget. But I also just want to mention one more thing, is that like, we've been, we've been following this team for like a long time now, but... Mm-hmm. When we started Habs Culture, it's been since around March, April. Yeah. And we've enjoyed every second of it. It's just so disappointing when everything seems to be going, moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. terms of winning. In we terms shouldn't of, be mad right now. Right. But it just sucks that it comes down to desperation mode. And if they didn't take out Kokaniemi, I wouldn't have said peep. I would have I kept Me my neither. mouth shut. But it just sucks. Like, it's why horrible. Is it I don't out? understand. It ruined my whole mood this morning. I don't. Even when you texted me that, and then I, and then right after you texted me, I saw the Twitter. Yeah, I was like, "That's got to be a joke." Like, like it makes no sense. There's zero explanation. But it almost seems like Ducharme. Like I said, he uses him as a scapegoat. Yeah, he and I'm like sure you understand the term, but like just what what I'm like emphasizing is that he blames Ducharme blames Kotkaniemi for the bad play of others, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. he's like, oh, the team's playing bad. I'll take out Kotkaniemi because that might be the reason why. But yeah. in reality, it's not. It's not. He had an amazing game too. Like he had an amazing game too. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, yeah, whatever. Anyways. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll see what happens. We'll go to our sponsors before we forget. So this episode is brought to you by World's Best Media. So check them out on Instagram. It's World, World's Best Media without the O. Nick does amazing jobs at photography, pictures, uh, video montages for companies. So go check him out on Instagram. And yeah, hit him up and look at his stuff. He does an amazing job. And also, we'd like to take the time to shout out our good friends at Signature Pro. They have put together weekly memorabilia charity auctions that include a variety of items with star bids of $10, $5, and even $1. Every Friday, auctions begin, which last till the following Wednesday at 8 p.m., and 15% of the proceeds are donated to a new charity every week. Since the beginning of 2021, they've given back $2,046 per week. Make sure to visit them at signaturepro.bidandraise.com to start bidding now. That's signaturepro.bidandraise.com. I don't even know what we could start talking about here because like in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I feel like I feel like we just went on a rant that we have in the past. Like, you know those type of rants that we went Absolutely. on? Absolutely. And and the series is not even over. I mean, okay. 3 nothing is, in any sport, the hard... Sorry, 3 nothing in a series is... Mm-hmm. In a, in a seven-game series, is the hardest thing to come back from, right? But it's just like... It's crazy because the series is not over. It is technically not over. And we're, we're upset. And I mean, rightfully so, but we're acting like we lost already. You know what I mean? When in reality... Uh, yeah. And the fact that this whole Kotkaniemi thing is, you know, just overshadowing the whole... That it's game day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Game day. It's Stanley Cup Finals at the Bell Center. The Stanley Cup is in the Bell Center. But Kotkaniemi won't be playing. He can't even... I don't even know. I I ran out of words. And I just want to say that... I mean... It just goes to show you how important. I'm not going to even say splitting a game with a uh, splitting. Oh yeah, you're right. It's you so know, important. Like, because in my eyes, and I just want to point this out too, is that I went on Twitter after game two. You know, I was, I wasn't happy. I was just like, the Habs deserve that one. Mm-hmm. And I saw some Habs beat writer tweet that John Cooper said that he believed that his team played a very good team game in game two. Mm-hmm. And I was I was about to tweet in and you know I didn't wanna I didn't wanna ruffle any feathers, but 
I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, does he really believe that? I don't like John Cooper. Sorry, continue. I don't like him. No, I I'm something about him. him. I don't like him. him. But you know, for him to come out and say that his team played a really good team game when in reality two is two of their three goals were I'm not gonna say lucky, but they were big mistakes. Yeah. His team capitalized on mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But to say that they played a good game from minute one to minute 60, I disagreed. And it just sucks because if the Habs were to take that game, I guarantee you we would not be having this sort of rant right oh, now. Oh, not at all. Not even close. Kodkinami would probably still be in the lineup. Right. And it would be 2-1 at the most. Exactly. Who knows, though? The this Habs game maybe... tonight would have been to tie the series up. Or, or even game three could have been completely different You're considering right. that what if the Habs came back home with all this momentum they had zero momentum going from game two to game three Gustafson was on the four on three man I that was back in game two right yeah like how was that how do you if you're Burroughs how the hell do you put them on the ice if it were me like I want to hear what you have to say I'm going to say what I'm going to say yeah I would have put Suzuki Caulfield yeah and Weber Petrie okay so you would have with 2D you know, but okay, fine. Let's say I were to go with one D, it would be it would be Petrie. Yeah, Petrie with like who Perry? Maybe in front of the net. Yeah, because no one was in front of the net; they were just skating no, around. And, no, but to fully park himself in front of the net a couple of times and like had was all alone, and he tried to like direct it. Yeah. you saw that, yeah, and yeah. he missed the net. Exactly, it's yeah. like he had all the time in the world because no one was covering him. Mm-hmm. They set they made the set play that Suzuki comes around and that drags a defender with him and leaves uh, to fully all alone in yeah. front. And Shea Weber's on the ice for one reason, not to make tape-to-tape passes, but to take a one-timer. And ladies and gentlemen, who took that one-timer? Mr. Eric Gustafson. And he did the most Eric Gustafson thing possible and fanned on it. <laughs> in the Stanley Cup Finals, we traded for this guy for a seventh-round pick, and he's on our four-on-three in a must-win game. Do you sometimes feel like Bergevin might, excuse me, do you believe that, for example, a guy like Merrill and a guy like Gustafson are in the lineup solely because Bergevin feels that he made the moves for a reason, so he's not going to, he doesn't want to look like yeah, like uh, he made a, a, not a wrong move, but that he did it for no reason? Yeah, it's a good point. I I'm not, I'm not so. questioning him. Like, yeah. I'm just curious because, you know, if it were me, and I know... I think you can agree with me here. Yeah. Romanov's in the lineup oh, from yeah. game one. And Kulak. And Kulak's in this lineup. Kulak had one bad game and they yanked him. Yeah, like... Oh, come on, give him a the, chance. But that's what I'm saying. And, like, to me, it seems as if, you know, maybe it's for the big body presence. But Gustafsson, like... He's there for, for the power play and he scored one power play goal this whole time. And it was in game four of the it's second Winnipeg. round. Winnipeg, yeah. And, like... No, he sucks. He's horrible. Yeah, the guy he's plays so with a good. hole in his stick. And by the way, last game, his turnover right up the middle to Tyler Johnson, who takes a shot, hits Carey Price in the shoulder, whatever, rightfully has a hard time controlling yeah. the rebound and gives up a goal. But if Gustafson were to make the heads-up play, the heads-up pass, and again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about hockey. I don't. I really don't. But I could tell you, that that was the wrong pass. Yeah. And there are so many other ways to get the puck of the zone. And that goal was deflating because that made it 5-2. Yeah. And when it was 4-2 going into the third, the Habs looked that they had a little bit of life. Yeah, yeah. You just need one. Then the last five minutes, you can try and get another one. And the goals that the Habs were scoring on Vasilevsky, let's be real. Yeah, let's in muffins, man. I don't understand. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shoot so- on him. Except for game two, they shot. Yeah, they did shoot. But Gustafson either does that Horrible pass, or just trips over one of the lines on the ice. The blue line, the, the goal or line. Misses, or misses the puck when he goes to... He did that last game, too. Guy, like... Guy always, he's always falling, also. Oh, he pisses me off, man. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to take the time... <laughs> I want to take the time to... Con- <laughs> Sorry, I have to do this. I want to take the time to officially congratulate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, God. Oh, um, oh, I know what you're congratulating yeah, them for. And it's good for them. They finally made a nice headline. Uh, it's the Stanley Cup Finals that the Montreal Canadiens are participating in. Yet, there's a big headline about the Toronto Maple Leafs because they officially own the NHL's longest Stanley Cup drought. 
at 9,786 days. Holy cow. Hats off to them. It's a good accomplishment. They should put up a banner. Jeez. Because the only banner they're going to have. So, shout out to them. Shout out to all the Leafs fans listening. It's so fun for me to just watch you rip on the Leafs. They're so annoying, man. And you know they're making fun of us, like on Twitter. Leafs fans are making fun of the Habs. Why? Because we're losing 3 nothing. Yeah. And you you lost how, in round one. But how one. could you even... You blew a 3-1 lead. You know lead. what I mean? Like, how could you actually laugh about that? Like... You can't even make it there. You're not even remotely close. You have a Rocket Richard winner, and you can't score in two overtime games to clinch a series. It's embarrassing. I feel bad for them because, like, what's next for the Leafs? Oh, God. that I think we can actually have a whole hour and a half episode on can. that. I think we can. Because we trade Marner, then what happens? Morgan Riley's a free agent next year. And they have no money left for what goalie are they going with? They're going exactly. to go with Jack Campbell. Yeah, I mean that's a little risky. Look, I don't want to harp on the Leafs, right? I mean, <laughs> look, it's fun to harp on them. hundred percent. It's, it's fun to rip on them, but it's just unfortunate. Ah, it just keeps popping up in my mind. Like, oh, the Habs are playing tonight. Oh, but it's three nothing. And Kotkaniemi isn't playing. And after watch a defensive z- a defensive game because that's what they're going to play. It's so obvious from the lines. Josh Anderson said, like he said last night or yesterday, said we have nothing to lose. Yeah, obviously. But what are you going to play not to lose? That's what it looks like from the lines. If you play not to lose, you have Eric Saul in your power play. And who did they put? They put Armia too? I don't know. I, I, saw, that. I saw that tweet. I saw Stahl's name. I closed it. <laughs> Almost threw my phone in the garbage. Is he even winning draws? Stahl? Yeah. It's a good question. Look, I'm not going to say anything because okay, I'm not sure. Hold on, though. I want to give him a little bit of credit. Because that line through w- series one, two, three was, like, impactful. They were. Like, the Perry, yeah. Stahl, and Armia. Or Ar- Armia. Yeah. I mean, like, he's good at cycling down low. And he has a head on his shoulders that allows him to make some serious passes. But, I don't know. I would have liked to see... Um, Excuse me. Stall taken out for Evans and call it a day. Because here's my thing. Or here's my question that's up for debate. If the Habs lose tonight, what are we, July 5th? Yeah. They lose tonight. Is Eric Stahl a Montreal Canadian by next week? No. So Is what? he an RFA? I mean, a UFA, excuse me? Yeah. Okay, so no. So why is he our last resort? You want to know why, he- Mark? Is he the most important piece to our future, our future success? Absolutely not. But we both know why he's playing. He's a grandpa. No, but we both know why. Locker because, room presence. <laughs> yes. But, but the list goes on and on. No, but it's because Bergevin told him that he would never take him out of the lineup yeah. if he were to trade for him. And he's keeping his word. He played him. well, though. Eric Stahl played very well against like Vegas. But that's what, I'm tr- that, that's what I was saying yeah. before. Yeah. But now... I don't know. He's just... I think he's going to go back to Carolina That'd with be his brother. Cool. That'd be cool. He's going to go there. And Mark Stahl joins him too. <laughs> yeah, Mark Stahl's in Detroit. Poor guy. He's having the time of his life. I'm sure Playing he is. meaningless hockey. I'm excited for like the week of the 20th. There's the entry draft. There's the expansion draft. Yeah. And there's free agency. All in one week. Too bad the Habs probably will not be active. Oh, I think they will. Because especially with the expansion draft, everyone has to be active. Right, right, but but I mean in terms of like, we're not bringing in any free agents, really. It, sh- it should be a priority, in my opinion. You think? You just with made what it to money, the finals. With what money? Oh, you can move things around. If Julian Breezeball can do it, then Kyle Dubas can do it. I'm sure he can. Kyle Dubas cannot do it. <laughs> oh, he, he, we can and we will. And we'll lose in the first round. But remember he said that when John Tavares signed? So how are you going to keep the big three together? We can and we will. We will also lose in the first round for the next five years. I'd like to see a, like a, not a Tyler Toffoli signing, but like a, a significant change in the lineup. That's like almost like when you pitch to him, you tell him you're the one piece we need to get over the hump. You know what I mean? Because right now they're, they're clearly missing something. Maybe they're missing $18 million. Maybe they're missing an Ovechkin. Who knows? But they're missing something. Because they're... Until this point, their goaltending has been fantastic. 
their whole play in general has been fantastic, but they're missing that. I think it might one piece. Excuse me. I think it might be like a big name defenseman. Duncan Keith. I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> but like, I know that the Habs won't pursue him. But like a guy like Seth Jones. Yeah, you have to trade for him. Yeah, I know. And that's where the Kotkaniemi name comes up. Oh God. And I'm not saying like I still think. Okay, I don't want to have this conversation because we're gonna need to talk about it later. Because we will. There's we, not gonna be any games, so we need to talk about something. Right. But all I'm saying is that, you know, I think the Habs forward core can get it done. And look, they don't have, they have to fully who can score. But if I'm being honest with you, I don't see that happening. I don't yeah. see him doing what he did this year again next year. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is that like up front, we need someone who can put the puck in the back of the net. Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. fine. No problem. On the back end though, I think Bergevin likes to build his defensive core. Big. Big. Not necessarily fast. Like to crowd the front of the net. Like he was. Lock shots. Like he was. And um, It's funny, isn't it? But <laughs> but I feel like... Because for us, Mark, for the Habs, it's so important to have a guy like Jeff Petrie because not only can he defend, but he can also produce offensively. Yeah, but he's been horrific. Yeah, don't give me... You think I'm he's not, injured? You think he's injured? Absolutely. Yeah. Like significant injury. Like a Alec Martinez type It's probably injury. more than just the fingers. <laughs> he had a broken foot, Martinez. Yeah, I heard about that. But what I'm saying... Oh, it's is, true, his fingers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that having a guy like Petrie, regardless, is always some, someone nice to lean on. At, like, whether it's power play, yeah. penalty kill, anything. But let's be real. We can't depend on Weber. You can't depend on Edmondson. You can't depend on Sherratt. You can't depend on... Gustafson. Let's just be real. Gustafson. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, a guy like Seth Jones, and it doesn't have to be Seth Jones exactly, but a guy like him who... Is a game changer on defense. Is 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 huge. Yeah, I can't even spit it out. You know, you seen those TikToks where it's like the Habs walking into the Bell Center. Yeah, and like John Merrill's crossing the street. Yeah, he's a with regular, no car. Yeah, with a, like a pedestrian because <laughs> they live in that tool. They can't add anything. Okay. So you see Gustafson and Caulfield walk out together, and Caulfield comes out, you know, with his his nice suit and his hat. Gustafson walks out with his hair all done, and all the fans are going crazy. Oh my God, Cole Caulfield. Do you think there's one dude or girl out there saying, oh my God, Gustafson, let's go. No. Go out there. No. Have a great game. No. I'd be like, get this bum off the ice. <laughs> Why is he walking with Caulfield? Get him away from him. He's probably going to slip and injure him. Oh my God. Clumsiest player on the ice. Man, I want to meet that guy. And just tell him. How did you get 56 points in a season? I don't like, how is that possible? I used to think he was good. Like, he's... He's bad. He's bad. I don't know how... I don't know if I'm too harsh on him. But how does no one else in that staff, maybe, like, not even Luke Richardson, see this? How do they not realize? You're a defensive coach. You're a smart guy. Luke Richardson's very bright. God. Gustafson. Anyways. Do you want to do... Um, we want to do it last episode or the episode before. I can't even remember at this point. Like a question of the day type thing. I like those. I just, I don't, I, actually, I I, for, kind I, of I was going to maybe post it, but it was about like buying a jersey, remember? Oh, I said, yeah. which jersey should we buy? Yeah. But <laughs> and I want to give a little story time. Not really a story time, yeah. but it's just, it's funny because, so I was desperately trying to get in contact with Trika Los yeah. to try and get like a patch. Like I was going to walk in there and get one. And also, I wanted to maybe buy a, a new jersey. So I was calling them constantly mm-hmm. since game one. They don't answer the phone. They don't answer the phone. So I, so I was like, the first time I called, I was like, okay, like, please, please pick <laughs> up. The second time I was like, okay, please pick up. Third time, last time I called, they didn't answer. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And now it's just crazy that like, now I don't want a new jersey. Now I don't want a new finals patch. Like, My buddy texted me, said, I'm picking you up. We're going downtown. I said, whatever, I'm not doing anything anyways. Come pick me up. Went all the way to the Bell Center in traffic at 4 o'clock. That's an adventure. Yeah. It's full of traffic, by the way, around the Bell Center. <laughs> not traffic, sorry, construction. And Are you surprised? Like- yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we went into the Tricolore, and I asked, well, I, I asked three people, believe it or not. I asked, first, do you have the caps? You know, the finals caps? Mm-hmm. The first guy tells me, I'm sorry, I feel like we're bashing their employees. But the first guy tells me, yeah, we have them. We're just not giving them out. What? And I, he goes, I don't know what we're doing with them, but we got them. I said, okay. 
I go, what about the Stanley Cup patch? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I go, okay. I want to ask another person. I go, do you guys have the caps? And she looks at me as if I wasn't supposed to know. <laughs> right? She, I go, did you guys receive the caps? And she's like, no. <laughs> and she looked at me because I was pointing to the spot where he pointed. Oh. There's like a bunch of boxes. Okay. She's like, no. What do you, no. <laughs> okay. She probably went to him after and was like, why would yeah, you ever say something like that? So then I went to a third person and I asked him, I go, do you guys have the caps? Oh, no, they're sold out. Okay, so what's then, going on here? And then I ask him the Stanley Cup page. I go, when are you receiving them? Oh, I don't know. Sometime, end of the week or whatever. I go, and if I bring my jersey, can you put it on? He goes, yeah, yeah. I go to my friend. Okay, I guess we'll have to come back. Did you ever go back? By the end of the week. Well, here's the thing. So that <laughs> night was game three. Oh. And right after game three. Oh, no. It was game two. Okay. Yeah, game two. Because they were preparing for like the viewing party at the right. Bell Center. So right, I think it was the after the first period, I went on Instagram and Tricolor Sport posts, we now have the badge available. And I'm like, could none of these people have told me that it was going to be available tonight? My God. But every time I try and call them, they don't answer the phone. So it's my sister, sorry. Yeah, my, like, my sister was at the Bell Center. And I'm like, can you go back? Because <laughs> now I just saw on Instagram and they have it. So she went to ask and he goes, oh, we don't have it in store. We only have it online. Oh, my God. I'm like, what's going, what's this funny business here? I just want to buy a it's patch. Like, it's like, it's crazy because they would make so much money if they just like, executed it properly. Like, I want to give you money. Just, <laughs> just accept it. Yeah, seriously. Whatever. I think now you can go in because they posted like an actual picture of the you know, jersey. I might still do it. I think I will. Because you know, at the end of the day, like it was still a it's gonna look good. Yeah. So like you also see 2021 and you'll be like, yeah, it's we our beat first, we our came first Sonic Cup final. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it gonna be on my kotkaniemi jersey i think i might have to put on the suzuki one right there yeah that'd be very nice yeah it's gonna be on my kotkaniemi and by the way jersey. i just want to say this before we end that off yeah because i'm assuming that's where we're heading we'll, we'll do the question of the right. day bold prediction and then yeah. right but i was gonna just say like suzuki's unbelievable man yeah and i think and i think personally like he's my favorite player mm-hmm. or he's one of them but i think that he should be the next captain of the Habs. remember when, remember when i said romanov at the start of the year <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> remember that huh? And now we can't uh, even crack the lineup. Exactly. Because life so. depended on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a he, Nick Suzuki. He's so good in both zones. It's yeah. so fun. And I find he's like fun to watch. He's not like he's not he's not like McKinnon or or uh, McDavid, but it's just Yeah. He does these little things and it's like that's impressive. Maybe even like Paul Byron. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna <laughs> here's my bold prediction. Yeah. Brett Kulak is the captain with the C next season. I was, I was gonna go really bold and say Eric Gustafson. Well, I was gonna say you extend Gustafson eight years, eight times eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, or even eight times nine. Well, well, because Makar is a UF. Keep in mind, Makar's an RFA, so comparable. Oh, uh, comparable. Yeah, easy. Or even a headman comparable. <laughs> I would. So you How extend are you him. Saying this with a straight face. Yeah. So you extend him. <laughs> you extend him eight by eight or eight by nine, whatever he wants. I I would hang him. I would hand him. Hand him a piece of paper and say a blank piece of number. paper. Right. Say you tell me the number, you get it. Right. He puts it eight years. Extend him. Give him a nice little letter on his jersey. Once Weber. C or A. I'm feeling oh, a, a. C. No. Gustafson no. easy. The guy carries. <laughs> yeah. Then then I'd buy his jersey. Imagine he actually gets resigned. I'd lose my mind. If he gets resigned, <laughs> I'd lose I my mind. I swear to God, like how do you prefer him over Mete? Or Romanov. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the guy who's actually... No, but I agree. The guy I, who's actually a Montreal Canadian. I miss Mete, man. Yeah. I really do. The guy's partying, though. Follow him on Instagram. And, and Ottawa's going to be good next season. They're going to be very good. That'll be fun for them. Anyways, we'll do our question of the day. We'll put it on Instagram right after this. I'll just say it. It's off the top of my head. Okay. Right? How do you feel... And it's very simple. How do you feel about Kotkaniemi being scratched? It could either be, I hate it, I want to stop watching this team, or it could be, you know, he hasn't been great lately, so I agree with the decision. And you know what? I We're not going to judge. As much as we don't like it, I can see why people would like it. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I really could. I don't... And again, every decision and every adjustment that's been made has been questioned in this organization, <laughs> but let's be real... They've made some decisions sometimes that are maybe not a popular opinion or that are popular within the fan base. Yeah. But it's worked out sometimes. Yeah. So look, I'm 
I want to hear what people have to say. And yeah. I think we'll post it right after this. Yeah, we'll post it right after this. Um, right now, bold predictions. Game four. Will you see a Stanley Cup be hoisted in the Bell Center tonight? So I'm going to say no. I really am going to okay. say no. I think the Habs take this one seriously. Well, no. <laughs> As I if they've been say, goofing around. I meant to say the Habs take this one, comma, seriously. Like, I'm serious. Oh, I seriously think they yes, will take this yes, one. Yes, thank you. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, okay. so I, I do seriously <laughs> think that they take this one. Yeah. Um, I don't have a score for you because it's been all we over the place. But you know what? I'm going to go with a goal and an assist from Nick Suzuki. I don't even know if that's bold at this point. Yeah. But I'm going to go with it. Will it be a muffin? No, it's going to be a nice, sh- clean... Sh- you know what it's going to be? This is how bold it's going to be. Deflection? Nope. Power play goal. Off the top of the circle? Off the top of the circle, he yeah. curls and rips it. Yeah. Done. And if this hits, for all of you listening at home, <laughs> I can see into the future. Uh, here's my prediction. Two goals from Tyler Toffoli. The guy hasn't been doing anything. <laughs> you so. know he's a minus five in this series? Really? Yeah. He's been inexistent. But regardless, both of our both predictions are in favor of the Habs. Yeah. So let's let's make it happen. I'm actually feeling mine though. I really am. You are? Do you not? Can you not see Suzuki receiving the puck? Everyone's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. And he actually finally shoots and scores, and everyone goes crazy. I could see it. I could see it definitely. <laughs> yeah, it could very well happen. I just I'm so. I have a question Oski. for the Toffoli goals. Can you please give me how they're gonna happen? Description. Okay, so <laughs> no, here's I'm a, joking. I can give you one of them. At okay, least. one There's of them. Two's gonna be hard. Um, so one of them's gonna be like, the puck's gonna be behind Price, and like Sherrod. Or some defenseman, Edmondson, maybe he's going to pick it up, bank it off the boards. And Toffoli's going to like slowly skate to it. <laughs> like, you know how he skates, yeah. right? He's going to slowly, he's the slowest, fastest skater ever. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, it's whatever. so weird. So he's going to skate, pick it up, go on a one-on-one, do like some weird head fake, and just wire it shelf. Okay. You know what? I, I was honestly thinking a power play goal from him as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's the second one. In a tic-tac-toe, tic-tac-toe in, the, in the high slot. Uh, or like in a... In the bumper position. Or like a... One timer from a crisp pass from Kotkaniemi. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> Too bad. Wrong game. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, this has been the Habs Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This video will be on YouTube, so that's fun. Anyways, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks a lot, guys.